Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast and this week's episode. I have an interesting one for you today. Well, I always have an interesting one. But how is everyone? How are we all doing? I would love to know. Um, I am reaching, well me and Jacob are, we've got maybe what, five, four days left So in Ontario, so we don't have long left here. Um, but... Yeah, so it, we're, it's good. We've been really enjoying it, but, you know, we could probably do with seeing some people now. <laughs> like, because there's just, like, it, well, there's people here now in the hostel and stuff, so we're getting, we got some ex- some exposure to people yesterday. Um, but it's, honestly, it's just so isolated here, um, and it's lovely for a while, but you can, I, I can see why some people go a bit crazy here, <laughs> um, not seeing people and stuff, but, yeah. So it's been good, but we're uh, getting ready to kind of leave now. Um, but yeah, I hope I hope you guys are, are having a good time and a good week and a good everything. <laughs> so um, yes, one thing I want to talk to you about is the Instagram poll that I put up. I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but I have, I put some polls up just to kind of gauge what people are kind of feeling about podcasts and and what they want to hear from me and stuff like that which is really interesting so I thought I would share with you guys so I put on what would you like to know more about nutrition or food or fitness and exercise and I got like some I got quite a few responses and 65% voted for nutrition and food and 35% fitness and exercise but there was quite a lot of votes for each so I would I'm never I'm not gonna be like you know never talk about fitness and exercise because it's a massive massive part and it's so important but not gonna lie I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret I do prefer talking about nutrition and food over fitness and exercise and it is like it is so important and I do I love movement and exercise I love doing it I love taking part in it and I find it fascinating as well like the different impacts that it has on your body and your health but I do prefer talking about nutrition food and I do find it more interesting but I won't I'm not going to stop talking about that either because it's very important but it's good to see that people prefer on average nutrition and food because you know I just I, I think I think it's a bigger topic area I think there's much more to say about it and I also think it's much more you know uh involved and, and interesting but that's just my opinion you know everyone feels different way about that but I, I think it's finished I think it's all very important but I, I thought I would share that with you because that was an interesting one I actually thought the start of the poll I actually thought it was going to be fitness and exercise which I would have been quite upset about so we're fine we're, we're, we're good so I also put on here what podcast do you like better and I had chatty and informal or educational and here as well it was 67% chatty and informal and 33% educational and I got there's quite a lot of votes for this as well and I'm really happy that people prefer chatty and informal as well because I think you can combine both you know chatty and informal and educational in the same way and that's kind of the way my podcasts take place I would say from my point of view I, I definitely think it's very chatty and informal but also I'm trying to get um, a lot of educational points across as well but I don't know what you think but um that is kind of my goal is to be I want it to be entertaining um 
and I also want it to be educational like I want you to listen to my podcasts and learn something from them but I don't want you to be sitting there bored I want you to enjoy what I'm saying and put some lightheartedness into a really complicated and confusing you know um topic um because I know a lot of people there's a lot of stress around food and nutrition and fitness and exercise there's a lot of pressure around that and I don't want to make it like that I want to make it more lighthearted and things like that so I'm happy about those results as well so basically the results kind of showed that I was doing everything right (laughs) which is really good um but the next one that I put up was when do you feel is the best time to listen to a podcast so Sundays like I do just now or midweek um and these results were so close like the Sundays were 50 no 47% on Sundays and 53% midweek so that was literally like two two votes more for midweek than Sundays um but I didn't you know the answer to this isn't really massively important because you know when I post a podcast on a on a Sunday you can listen to it whenever the heck you want like you could listen to it in 10 years if you wanted you know it's still going to be there so I really don't think and I got a lot of people saying that you know it didn't matter really because they just listen to it when they want to listen to it which is good but um midweek is fine I could change it to midweek but I think that like for the Sundays um it's quite useful to have it on the Sunday and then you know you can just listen to it whenever but it was so close that it's not I don't think it's worth um properly changing but yes if you want to listen to it midweek go for it you do not have to look actually my like podcast stats are quite interesting because they just get like they get listener listeners all the time they actually don't like they get listeners whenever it's not just like dependent on when you post it like for an instagram poster like things like that it's always like the first time you post it on that day is when you're going to get the most engagement but with the podcast it's just people listen to it whenever the hell they want and it's quite it's quite interesting to just to see the, the numbers go up throughout the week I, I do I like that about it and the last one that I put up was would you like to feature on a podcast episode so I put this up because I want to do something really interesting on the podcast I'm not going to tell you what it is because it is going to be a surprise and I really like the idea but I'm still figuring it out so don't get your hopes up too yet, um, yet. but I'm definitely going to have something coming which is going to be really fun, really interesting and I'm looking forward to releasing that but it's a massive thing of work um, which will take a lot of different things so that's why I asked that. So you've got a little, just a little, um, <laughs> just a little, uh, you know, insight into what that might be. But uh, the people that vote yes, I'm going to, I'm going to see about that, see if I can get them on. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But to be fair, most, it was half and half, so not many people voted for this one, but it was half yes, half no. So yes, that is the poll that I wanted to share with you, just the results. I know like whenever people post polls, I always want to know the results. And obviously you get to see, but you know, you don't get like the end results. But yeah, so that's, I just thought I'd share that with you just to kind of see what people are thinking. I think it's really interesting to see um and yeah I I think what I'm doing right now is working pretty well but if anyone has any feedback for me I would love that you can comment on this or you can send me a dm on instagram or you can send me an email I have that in my thing as well I'll put all that information there if you need it I would love to hear from you I absolutely um love hearing from people about the podcast you know 
it is so encouraging to me and I really really enjoy people giving me some feedback so that is this initial thing that I wanted to talk about but I'm going to be talking about today going vegan or you know more plant-based and what you need to know about it because I think the research is definitely very lenient towards a plant-based diet more so towards that this is the best kind of way to be eating and the way we should be eating as humans. Obviously, plant-based diets and vegan diets, you can never say that they're going to work for everyone. But for the vast majority of people, a vegan diet seems to be quite effective at conducing health. So I want to kind of go into that and kind of talk about what you need to know around veganism, going vegan, going more plant-based, because it's not just a diet you can adopt really quickly. Um... I'm I'm going to preface with saying that it's definitely something you need to kind of educate yourself on, get to know a bit better, you know, try out, not just jump straight in because it is a massive lifestyle change. It's not just like, you know, you're you're stopping eating one thing one day and then the next day you're not. It is definitely a massive massive lifestyle change. Um and it's not I wouldn't educate educate no. <laughs> I wouldn't advocate making such a massive change so quickly ever um ever would I would I recommend that but I do agree that I think many 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 people within the population would benefit from a vegan diet a vegan diet the right way because you know you can you cannot just have a vegan diet a healthy vegan diet where you just cut out animal products and then eat whatever you want within that boundary because that just doesn't work and you'll be deficient in many nutrients and you will suffer um, and we don't want that we do not want to have that issue because you can you know you can eat so much rubbish on a vegan diet just like you can you know in a normal um in a normal diet it's definitely very easy to do that so it's we need to know how to go about this the right way and how to get the most out of it for your health so that's what I'm going to be doing today but just to kind of, you know, there's there's a lot of research about veganism now and there's a lot of research that's suggesting that it's very good for our brains, our bodies, our mindset, our overall well-being, um, everything. And it's, and it's really going back to the way people used to be because, you know, we wouldn't ever, we would eat meat very, very irregularly. It would be very, um, it wouldn't be common to have meat. And if it was, it would be, you know, something that was organic, that had a life, that wasn't brought up to be slaughtered. Um, you know, it's it's very different. And I, I'm not completely anti-meat. You know, if like we lived how we did hundreds of thousands of years ago where animals just existed and you only ate meat if you managed to kill an animal yourself or whatever and ate that type of meat because that type of meat would be organic and filled with nutrients because that animal would be living its life not in a cage somewhere being fed corn when it shouldn't be eating these types of things you know on a bad diet so that that type of way of living is is great you know there's no there would be no cheese or milk or things like that really because that's quite a process no you probably would have milk to be fair um but cheese and butter and all these types of and yogurt all these types of like uh um progressions of milk are there definitely is a few which are quite ancient but there's you know it's it's mainly a more modern thing doing that so yeah i don't i'm not like i'm i'm vegan and 
I'm pro-vegan, pro-plant-based because of today's society, not necessarily because meat is bad for you. So I want to make that distinction. You can definitely be healthy while eating meat, um, absolutely, but it is looking as though, you know, a more plant-based diet is better. So kind of going on to that, the a really interesting fact that I think shocks quite a lot of people is that when comparing vegan and omnivores, so omnivores are just people that eat meat and dairy, you know, kind of like a normal diet, these people, when you compare these people nutrient-wise in their diets, you know, because vegan gets a lot of, um, you know, complaints around it not meeting enough nutrients in your diet, where omnivores, so vegans are deficient in three nutrients, so that would be calcium, iodine, and vitamin B12, and omnivores are in on general um, deficient in seven nutrients, so calcium, iodine, folate, fiber, magnesium, vitamin C, and vitamin E. So that kind of that I don't know if that surprises you, but it's quite interesting this idea of of this because if you think about it, vegans are only nutrient deficient in three and omnivores are seven you know that's quite a drastic difference and being deficient in seven nutrients compared to three that is massive you know that that is a a massive massive difference in the body and it's causing harm nutrient nutrient deficiencies cause great harm in the body but if you're a healthy vegan that is aware of the nutrients and aware of how to receive these nutrients you shouldn't be deficient in any so this is what I want to kind of tell you about today and how you can be a very healthy person on a vegan diet and obviously I should be doing one of these for omnivores because they're deficient in more nutrients but something I'd want to um, I'd like to point out as well is that two out of the three nutrients that vegans are um, deficient in are the two in omnivores as well so calcium and iodine are both the both two nutrients that vegans are generally deficient in and calcium and iodine are two of the seven that omnivores are also deficient in so the calcium and iodine deficiencies in vegans clearly has nothing to do with being vegan because omnivores still have these deficiencies so i find that very interesting so the only nutrient people are generally um deficient in as a vegan is vitamin b12 and that is solely to do with being vegan not um you know it has nothing to do you know if you ate meat you wouldn't be deficient in vitamin b12 so that's the only real nutrient that people are generally deficient in as a vegan and this is very easily um counteracted you just take a vitamin b12 supplement actually omnivores don't probably do not get enough vitamin b12 either and a good source of it because if i explain vitamin b12 to you human beings have kind of lost the ability to you know receive vitamin b12 from anywhere other than animal products and this is because vitamin b12 is actually found in soil and obviously as human beings we don't eat soil but before you know when we weren't so clean with our fruits and vegetables and you know we didn't um, put our fruits and vegetables through a process um, and then bought it in the supermarket before we would have you know we would have used fruit and vegetables straight from the ground and there's more particles of soil in these foods than there would be now in the supermarkets and obviously animals eat soil 
all the time because they're eating grass and, and you know whatnot and the animals have this ability to receive vitamin b12 from the soils um and from the 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 grass and the nutrients human beings don't have that ability anymore so this is the difference and we're literally just getting their digested vitamin b12 you know it's not again the animal is the middleman but because of our modern society we can't receive vitamin b12 in that way but there's many good vitamin b12 supplements and it's really not that big a deal you just take a vitamin b12 supplement every day you know omnivores would benefit from that too so and vitamin b12 is a really important nutrient so i would actually suggest no matter what your diet to consume a vitamin b12 supplement especially if your meat you know isn't organic or um you know is is coming from kind of supermarkets and, and things like that just a vitamin b12 supplement is great i have a liquid one i got it i get it from i think holland and barrett and that's good i i don't like taking supplement like um pills uh, uh there's probably loads of people like that but i don't love taking pills i take two supplements that are like pill form um and that's enough for me <laughs> so the i like the the um uh what's it called the liquid ones they're quite good as well but it tastes disgusting like it tastes so bad i mix it with turmeric and water and then i have like this in the morning i like i mix so i put in the vitamin b12 and the turmeric and then water and then i stir it and then i down it water and then i eat like a grape or something because i just can't i can't deal with the, the aftertaste i'm sorry that's probably not the best thing to tell you because i want you to take a vitamin b12 supplement but it's worth it It it's so worth it you know you need to make sure you're getting your vitamin b12 if you're vegan plant-based or even if you're not and obviously that isn't one of the nutrients that omnivores are nutrition are deficient in but vitamin b12 is involved in a lot of, in the body and it's good to make sure you're getting it so Yes, and calcium, so let me just kind of tell you a few um, calcium, a, a wee calcium fact here. So calcium, um, you know, is obviously people find that in milk and, and dairy products. That's what we've been told, you know, kids need their milk for strong bones. You know, it's just, it's really a bunch of advertising and media and marketing. That's really all that kind of is. But so calcium in kale and broccoli, these are two plant sources of calcium which are really rich in calcium. Um, they actually found that calcium in kale and broccoli are better absorbed absorbed in the body than the calcium in milk. So this is a massive statement. You know, these the calcium that we're drinking from milk is actually not as good source in the body as kale and broccoli. And with the milk, what you're getting there is, you know, the animal fats the calcium you're getting a few nutrients but also a lot of different problematic nutrients um nutrients different chemicals um and issues with the milk whereas you could be getting it from kale and broccoli where these two sources have a dense amount of nutrients and you're not receiving just calcium you're receiving so many more nutrients so to me like because calcium is deficient in vegans and deficient in omnivores i would say to consume kale every single day once a day at least um and sometimes people's um, digestive systems are not quite ready for kale got your gut is really a telltale sign with with kale kale is, is a is a hard thing to digest but your gut is very much ready for it <laughs> if you are um but kale is great you know you can do so many things with kale 
have a look at what you can do it's just just try and eat some more kale it's very very dense in nutrients especially the really dark type of kale um the only place i've ever seen that is m&s but you know and kale's really easy to grow as well if you fancy growing kale if you see in my story i'm growing kale at home just now and it's so big i cannot wait to eat it i'm so excited i'll be don't worry i'll be posting all about that but Kale and broccoli, consume it for your calcium and consume it regularly. Um, There's many sources of calcium that a a person eating a healthy diet will be getting. So please don't worry about calcium, but eat your kale and your broccoli. (laughs) And iodine as well. Iodine, another nutrient that's deficient in vegan and omnivores, is you find that in whole grains. So quinoa, brown rice, starchy carbohydrates, greens, you know, leafy greens, green beans, any type of vegetable really. Um, iodine is quite dependent on soil. So if the soil is rich in iodine, so if the soil is a good, um, as a good source of soil, it's quite dependent on that. So it's, it's quite annoying. That's why probably why iodine is one of the ones that are um, people are generally deficient on. Um, so what like sometimes what I I kind of do is I, the leafy greens that I have, um, I eat. Um, I try to get from an organic place just because leafy greens are so rich in nutrients I can't even explain to you and for it to be organic is just like accelerating that so that's what I try to do but you can kind of rely more on organic foods to be in a better more richer soil but that isn't necessarily um, guaranteed either so you can have a, a wee look into that and see where you can kind of get your food from better places but yeah I just wanted to kind of go over the the nutrients that were kind of um deficient in and as vegans as plant-based people so basically what the nutrient deficiencies are kind of saying is that we're lacking vegetables we're lacking vegetables in our diets and that is nothing new to me nothing new to you probably either um you know, we need to eat more vegetables. The kind of range that is uh, p- provided by the government is 5 to 13 portions a day. Um, obviously, you always hear your 5 a day, but 5 a day really isn't enough. Um, unfortunately, I, I don't want to be the the bearer of bad news there, but, you know, 5 portions of fruit and vegetables a day is not really enough. It's definitely a good start, but it's not enough. And most people today are, are um, not meeting five. So please don't get too concerned about it. Just try and add some more in there. You know, snack on fruit, add vegetables to your meals instead of other things. Just, um, it's really important, really, really important to eat your vegetables. And, <laughs> you know, like, I can't even, I can't even describe to you how important it is. If you eat your vegetables, you're so much less likely to avoid chronic disease um, and that's factual, that's a factual inf- part of the, the life, it's, it's just, um, it's just so important, I can't even like get the words out, it's so important. So, yes, the, there's also the argument in the vegan diets as the protein and iron debate. So, obviously people are like, oh, but protein and iron, like, protein aren't good enough sources, or iron not good enough sources, so... I'll talk about iron first, so iron, basically, there's two different types of iron, there's heme iron and non-heme iron, so... The iron that you receive from animals is um, better absorbed um, in the body. 
unfortunately, but this is a, a true fact. It's just because basically the animal has done part of the digestion for you, for the iron. So, and, and things like red meat and things like that are really rich in iron, which is good. That's why there's a few benefits to eating meat. But um, you're definitely not going to be deficient if you're eating vegan sources of iron. So just as the vegan the pe- vegan people aren't generally deficient in iron. Um, so another kind of thing. So iron and vitamin C are kind of like a pairing. They, like, they work together in the body. Um, and without vitamin C, so if you don't have any vitamin C in your, in your bloodstream, in your body, in your, in your stomach, iron is pretty much near impossible to absorb. So, and just like the, the omnivores are, are tend to be deficient in vitamin C. So, you know, the, the likelihood of an omnivore that's deficient in vitamin C, um, absorbing their iron is pretty low, depending if they're eating red meat or not. So with vegans, vegans are much, much more likely to be eating more vitamin C and that the iron that they're getting from leafy greens, spinach, kale, broccoli, all these things are much more likely to be absorbed, more so than the omnivores. So, you know, it really isn't an issue, the iron debate, as long as you're eating enough vegetables and you're also eating vitamin C, which is fruits, citric citric fruits, vegetables, these things. You'll be quite happy with that. Vegans aren't generally... Um, deficient in vitamin C so I wouldn't worry too much about iron as long as you're eating your vegetables (laughs) so the next one is protein we've all heard about the protein debate with veganism and it's a massive myth and I've probably debunked it already on this podcast but here we go again we're doing it again so the studies show that plant-based protein is actually a better source of protein than animals so you just need a little bit more thought around protein as a vegan. Um, you know, if you if you eat a bit of chicken breast, you're probably getting um, a, a large majority of your protein and a full the full set of nine essential amino acids. So if you don't know what amino acids are, they're basically the building block building blocks of protein. And when protein is ingested, it is broken down into free amino acids that are then used in lots of different chemical reactions, lots and lots and lots of different purposes in the body. So we need amino acids, they're very, very important, but no one suffers from protein deficiency really in in our modern Western world, so it's not really that big of an issue. But what I would say to you is make sure you're eating beans, legumes, nuts regularly. I would I, I would say to you, to eat some sort of bean every single day and I know that's you know it's that's quite difficult but um beans are are so important for your health they actually connect um if you've ever heard of the blue zones um these are places in the world where people a lot of people in that country live or that place live um above the age of 100 so these blue zones all have a few different things in common but one of those things is that they eat beans regularly and the the you know beans is a staple in their diet um beans are really great great i can't speak and beans are a really really great source of um vegan protein they're also a great source of so many different nutrients they are fantastic for your health what i do is um well, I've not been doing this for that long, but I've just started doing this and it's working really well for me. You can buy, like, a bag of dry beans. I buy, like, loads of different bags of, like, red kidney beans, black-eyed beans, 
uh, mixed beans, like all these things. You can buy a dry one of those. You can you just soak them overnight and then boil them for like 40 minutes until they're kind of soft, like you would eat them out of a tin. Um, and then I just add them. Like I put salt in the water when they're boiling and I just add them to things. And they, you know, the beans don't actually have, you know, they taste... They don't have a that distinct taste. You can eat them with loads of different things, and they have a lovely kind of starchy texture. So I just think that, you know, the beans are definitely not hard to put into your diet, and you don't have to, you know, center your whole meal around beans. You can just, you can just add them a little bit onto your plate of whatever you're eating, and it works. Um, so I would do that, or you know, if you're wanting to start slow, just start eating some more tin beans. Try to have some more recipes with beans in them um they're delicious i i don't know like there's some things that i understand like kale's quite hard to eat if you don't know how to eat it right and if you know you don't yes it's quite it's quite hard texture and you know it does take a bit of getting used to but beans i just think they're great i think they taste great you know even beans on toast that is better than nothing i'm not even joking beans is really really important for your health please eat them and try to eat them once a day um if not try and include them at least in your week um a few times um yeah it's, it's very important i would say um brazil nuts are very important for protein and also selenium i would eat some brazil walnuts brazil and walnuts are definitely a great place to start really rich in nutrients rich in omega-3 fantastic sources of protein for you um any type of nut really and as long as it's not been roasted and and salt and sugar and all those things <laughs> just try and get like natural um bean uh, beans no nuts that are there's nothing on them just the way they are meant to be um legumes like lentils and also whatever beans you can you can get your hands on just read the label make sure there's no added sugar or things like that in there so yeah that doing that will totally sort out your protein protein is in everything you know protein is in even like the smallest uh vegetable that protein is in everything i wouldn't worry too much about protein if you're being vegan um only if you know you're very very active then i would consider having more um, sources of protein in the legumes nuts beans seeds things like that and also maybe a vegan protein powder but it's very dependent on your lifestyle um i don't take a vegan protein powder and i'm very active i just there's something about protein powder that really stresses me out like i just cannot i just can't do it like there's something about it that makes me want to just be sick everywhere i just it's just one of those things for me i just cannot do it like you know people that you know have a protein shake and just drink it and they like it or they like add protein powder to their like oats and stuff i can i just cannot understand that like i just think it's like oh like oh my god even thinking about it i just can't (laughs) but you know it's probably better off we don't need something so processed anyway um but yes what i would say to you as someone that's thinking of going more plant-based or someone who is not thinking of going plant-based just wanting to be a bit healthier i would say increase your consumption of fruit and veg by you know double if not more than that um fruit and veg so important you should be eating more than five a day i would i probably i don't even know i don't even know how much i eat probably i probably eat 14 portions of fruit and vegetables a day uh 14 15 i don't even know it's it's you know but being a vegan you need to eat that much and also it's the majority of my diet so yeah and then you know lots of water three liters a day two three liters a day beans nuts seeds 
legumes, kale, leafy greens, um, grains like quinoa, brown rice. Um, there's loads of different grains you can try. Even whole wheat pasta and um, what else? Like uh, whatever starches there is, I don't even know. <laughs> Homemade bread and stuff like that. Um, store-bought brown bread is a little bit complicated to me. There's a lot of different additives in there. So be careful, read your ingredients. Um, but yes, I hope that is, is very, has been helpful. But I think if you're considering going vegan and plant-based, don't worry about you missing out on lots of nutrients because you're probably missing out on more on your current diet, looking at the research with being omnivores, you know, deficient in seven instead of vegans being deficient in three. So don't worry, please don't worry. And, you know, the, the omnivores, the, the nutrients that are, are deficient in omnivores diets actually, I would argue, quite dangerous for health. The different ones that are, are like vitamin C, vitamin E, magnesium, folate, fibre, you know, these are all really, really important for your health. Calcium as well, um, you know, crazy important for your health. So, um, you know, give, you know, if, if just if you are interested in that, I w- but again, do not run and all of a sudden don't eat any meat or animal products. It is a slower thing, just try and have maybe a, a meal a day vegan or try and do like even if you're really starting out you know you could do a few meals a week vegan just kind of see how it makes you feel because the first kind of things that you'll notice is that after those meals you'll feel much better and you'll start to feel you know lighter and um you'll feel f- like you'll feel more fulfilled and you'll just start to feel a difference from vegan food it is it's just your body agrees with it um but just you know give it give it a think and um, knowledge is power even if you don't act on it these types of things will like mull in your brain and you'll start to make better choices i believe that um but i really hope you enjoyed this podcast i really hope it was helpful for you um yes i'll, I'll be recording another podcast before saturday next week so i might do it a little bit earlier if you guys some of you guys want it midweek we'll see what happens um, but yeah, I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. I really enjoyed um, discussing it today as always and I will see you all, well, I'll hear, no, I'll talk to you all next week. See you later. Bye.